Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I see the way you're acting like if somebody else gets me frustrated. Life's like this, Lou, and you fall and you crawl and you break and you take what you get and you turn it into... Honesty and promise me you're never gonna. Find I'm, no, I'm never gonna find you. Faking. Make it. Make it. <laughs> no, no, no. Such deep I did not realize until just then how few of those lyrics I actually knew. <laughs> That's so embarrassing for you. It's been like 20, I think exactly 20 years. The anniversary was the other week of it was. Um, Avril's debut like album, which included songs such as Complicated and. Uh, Skater Boy. Skater Boy, which is best song of all time yeah like the fact that when asked in interviews what inspired her to write skater boy she was like i don't know <laughs> i just told a story what a queen love That's that for her that, that is iconic. anyway the song complicated is going to make sense to you when you may watch um not okay eventually oh i really I do want to. I've been seeing little snippets on TikTok and it does seem like an iconic film. I'll give you my spoiler-free quick review and that okay. is that I really enjoyed it. Yep. Um, by the end of it, I'm not sure. I think it's got too many messages. Uh, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's And fair. it's like, despite the topics, it's a very fun film. Mm-hmm. And Loki feels like 2022 Mean Girls. Love a 2022 Mean Girls. In vibes. So, like... <laughs> in vibes and thoughts only. Early in the film, she says... Uh, I think she the opening of the film is she writes an article called, like, Why Am I So Sad? Right. And refers to herself as a zillennial. Iconic. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe we're finally getting representation yeah. as the zillennials, the ones who are halfway between Gen Z and millennials. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you watch your film and you're like, oh... We are a bit fucked up, aren't we? (laughs) Anyway, welcome to What the Fuck is Happening podcast. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Two minutes in already. Wow. I love that for us. Well, to be fair, I mean, it was singing. Anyway, I'm Nick. That was, really? That's a long, I'm Maddie. Hi, Maddie. (laughs) Hi, Nick. Nice to meet you. (laughs) You too. Oh, my goodness. Um, Two elephants in the room this week. Do we? Yeah. The first elephant in the room this week is that I got to hit the record button. I know. I felt so powerful. Yeah, it was very exciting. Um, The second (laughs) elephant in the room this week is that we're in a different room. I know. Can you believe, guys? That's well. Those two. Oh, my God. You scared the poopy out of me. Those two things go together. (laughs) Nick could press the record button because I'm not hogging it. (laughs) It's just on the table. And so now for non-viewers, for listeners... um, which, you know, is the primary format. Yeah. Um, uh, we're sitting at a table looking at each other now. It, directly it's into each other's eyes. very romantic. Yeah, it's very overwhelming. Rom- when we have guests, do you think we'll sit on the same side or that feel like they're getting up on? Oh, wow. So many choices. I've not really thought about it, to be honest. So many choices. Most of my 
like thoughts around having more than two people have been like logistics wise. <laughs> like, where does the microphone go? How do people get past the seat? I haven't really thought about how an interrogation works. <laughs> go off. I feel like um the video will be fine, like yeah because we used to remember when we very 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 first started yeah we sat at a table and when we recorded with three people the camera still caught all three of us yeah Mm. i mean it wasn't like this with all the fancy equipment well yeah yeah anyway Anyway. so many thoughts so there's the elephant in the room we're in a new in the new studio yes can you believe it's very exciting um it's very fancy it's cute. It's got a very nice table that my brother made very from nice scratch. Table. And now you can hear us doing, <laughs> doing things. <laughs> yeah. It's very exciting. Yes, it is. Um, and also now we look like equals. <laughs> that one person I who I've not been able to get out of my head, making a very valid point that I always look like a guest. <laughs> Which is so, it's just, I think it's extra funny to me that that happened because... Nick is so clearly, like, the one who's in charge of the podcast. Like, for example, we just sat down for half an hour while I scrolled on TikTok because I was like, I'm bored. And Nick was like, okay, I'm going to organize what we'll talk about today. He just, I was like, I'm I'm not. I'm sorry. No brain space. It's not happening. And Nick's like, it's, I got this. Go so Nick um, is the actual host. <laughs> okay, so our third elephant in the room. Oh my, Which wow. is really, this is just housekeeping, is that um, housekeeping. today we are recording two episodes. Yes. And they will come out this coming week and the week after. <laughs> so this episode and the next episode will hey, both be pre-recorded. Do you remember that time we recorded an episode? To have in the bank. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know where it is. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> devastating. It's in my phone or my computer somewhere. That's devastating. I would really like to listen to that because that's got to be almost... That's almost two years now. Two years ago, yeah, right? Almost two years. That'd be so. Funny I mean, I can probably find it. it. It's just because all my files, audio files, are labeled with numbers, not yeah, like names. That's so fair. I don't really know which audio file it is. But it was early enough that I can probably find it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So next week's episode will also right, be pre-recorded. Sorry. So it will be a bit different content-wise. Um, Maddie's going on a very cute, fun, relaxing vacation for 10, 10 days? 10, well, 11 days, technically, really. It's 10 nights. It's a long freaking time. It's a long time. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I'm having a little R&R. I'm just going to rest and sleep. Cute, cute. going to be nice. Yeah. I feel like it's enough days that you'll be able to split it between writing or whatever you want to do, yeah. reading and relaxing and doing yep. none of that. I getting absolutely banged on the beach. <laughs> by Goals, the obviously. <laughs> obviously, that's what I'm going for. Obviously, um, obviously, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be. I don't know. I, I'm concerned. I think it's like right on that fine line of being like, okay, it's enough like time. Yeah, obviously, obviously, as everything about me always is. Of course. Um, yeah, between being like relaxing and I have enough time to decompress. And then having too much time by myself alone with my thoughts and nothing else oh, to do. Okay, interesting. I thought so, you. Yeah, okay. We'll wait and see. I mean, look if you if you end up having a existential crises by being by yourself for so long, mm. at least you won't be bored. <laughs> it's true. The days will pass so fast. Exactly. <laughs> You'll be spiraling. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, <laughs> I'll get on the plane, come home. Uh, Mum will pick me up from the airport. She'll be like, "How was it?" And I was like, "I feel worse than when I left." <laughs> Iconic. I was yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. Vacations, holidays are only really holidays if you go into it with the mindset that you're going to relax, mm. but not to the point where. If you're not immediately relaxed, then you're overthinking everything and then your whole vacation's ruined. What? <laughs> so, like, if, if I go into a holiday thinking I'm – I've never really had a relaxed holiday. Yeah, fair. But if I went into, like, a holiday and said, uh, I'm going to relax this holiday, mm. and then in the first two days I haven't relaxed, mm. then I'm overthinking it and I'm like, the well, now ruined. I have to relax. And if I'm trying to force myself to relax, I'm not going to relax. Does that make sense? Um, it's, like the more, it's one of those things where the more you try and do it, the more harder it is. I mean, I think the more harder. that you think that what you're saying makes sense. It does. But to a normal person, yeah. that doesn't exist. It does. Leave us a five-star review and say, <laughs> I agree with Nick. We'll know what it means. It'll <laughs> be fine. Um, speaking of Harry Styles, this isn't in my notes, but I keep seeing coming across this mm. thing on social media. It's where like he's gotten big... Muscles for his Marvel show. Are you going to say the wig thing? No, <laughs> that I he's bald. Say either of them. Oh, heck. Has he put on muscle? Yeah. Oh my god, you should see the picture from. I don't even know what it is, but it's fucking sexy. I wonder what Marvel movie he's coming up in then. Um, I have no idea, but apparently he signed a contract for five. So that wouldn't surprise me. Um, the no, no, no. I'm talking about so. Um. I'll delete that silence. <laughs> um, the uh, blah, 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 blah. I've been seeing on social media a bunch of conspiracy theories about, um, oh, fuck, what's it called? Olivia Wilde's new movie, um, Don't Worry, Darling. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, sorry. We're going back like three conspiracy theories ago <laughs> related to Harry. <laughs> this is like a real conspiracy, though. Yeah. So um, Olivia Wilde's coming out with a new movie called Don't Worry, Darling, mm-hmm. starring Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. And like a bunch of other and famous people. Herself. Is she, oh yeah, she's in it. She's in it. Yeah. So is Chris Pine and stuff. I always get really weirded out by actors being in their own movies, and that there's like, I don't know. I particularly, I just think it's weird. It's like you have like so much going on already. Why are you in it? How do you? How does it work? Yeah. Do you call cut from your set? Do you act and then you run over to look at the camera and then it's just like it's so overwhelming. <laughs> I think that's exactly what happens. Um, that's ugh like too much work it also i mean that's probably really... why they're rarely the lead in a movie they direct yeah yeah but anyway no um the conspiracy theory is that sorry right um olivia wilde and florence Pugh hate each other now yes i have heard and this. that they um have this massive feud going on and mm. like uh okay so florence Pugh is in like 10 movies coming up in the next 12 months yes every time a trailer or a poster is released or a still or whatever she always posts about it on her Instagram. Yes. And like promotes it really well. It's been like in the past two months. Mm. I think there's been a new trailer and new poster and stuff for Don't Worry Darling. Mm-hmm. Um it got announced that it was debuting at at I think Toronto International Film Festival or something. Mm-hmm. Um and she's not posted anything about it or mm-hmm. anything like this. And then I don't know if it was prior to this or or post, mm-hmm. but basically uh a bunch of rumours started coming out that Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde really did not get on mm. um, on set. Yes. And allegedly, yes, this is because Olivia Wilde was so busy fawning over and shacking up with Harry Styles. Yes. 
that she was not doing her job properly. And because yeah. she was not doing her job properly, Florence Pugh had to stand up and essentially finish scenes and direct people and all this stuff. So essentially the rumour is that Florence Pugh is really fucking mad at, at Olivia Wilde because she wasn't doing her job because she was too busy, distracted by one of the actors. So then Florence Pugh ended up having to do double duty of playing the lead and essentially directing the film. Um, and now they, like, hate each other. And, yeah. I find this very entertaining. It's it's. I feel like it's an interesting rumor because it's so... Like, it, it's both doesn't seem far-fetched, but also seems just, like, so wildly preposterous. It's like, why, mm. how... Why would a lead actor be put in the role of having to finish a film? Like, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. Like, do you think? Yeah. It happens pretty often. Not pretty often. Whenever there's a director who fucks up or shirks responsibility or whatever, um, it often falls on the producer or an executive, like a producer or a um, actor to kind of pick up the slack, which, you know, not fair, but... That doesn't make any sense. Like with Bohemian Rhapsody, um, Brian Singer, alleged child molester, just so everyone knows. Uh, with Bohemian Rhapsody, he was showing up either high to work or not showing up to work because he was drunk and high and not doing his job. So the studio ended up having to hire Dexter Fletcher mm. to finish the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but in between those the actors or producers would have had to make do, essentially. Or the AD, assistant director or whatever. Um, and then what's the other one that I was thinking of? Um, Fantastic Four, the Miles Teller one. Mm. Yeah, the director of that, uh, it was only his second movie ever. His first movie was Chronicle, which was that really low-budget superhero movie that went quite big. No. No? No. It had Dane DeHaan in it. Oh, Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, so this was his first big job and he allegedly was showing up to work absolutely wasted um, or wasn't showing up or was getting into fights because he was drunk, the director. Um, and it was literally just on Simon Kinberg, the producer, and the actors to kind of just pick up the slack and make make it work. And that, the movie was a mess. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I don't know. Bohemian Rhapsody, by know. the way, also structurally and... Physically? Uh, no, what's the word that I'm trying to think of? Um, logistically is a mess. The mm. editing is horrific, deeply horrific. <laughs> the only thing that people like about that movie is the acting, and I will stand by that. It's a pretty good acting. Day. So, That's yeah, true. I believe that this room is possible. Whether I believe that it's true, I don't know. Yeah, I think, like, possible. I don't know. I I think people just kind of want to believe the worst of Olivia Wilde because she's dating Harry. Harry. And I could be just completely out of the loop, but I don't really actually think she's ever publicly done anything wrong. Like, that kind of justifies us thinking the worst of her. So, I don't know. Interesting. Hard to say. I I guess we'll be able to tell in the movie. That's true. It is weird. Promote it. It is weird, but there also could be a lot of reasons why they didn't get along that isn't because she, Olivia wasn't doing her job, you know? Yeah, that's so. true. But, like, 
I, I, I'm never going to find it not weird when a director's hooking up with one of the actors. I mean, that's a whole separate. And it starts <laughs> on set. If it's like yeah. before, before the movie starts yeah. shooting, whatever. Yeah, it does seem but it's it, intense. It feels, I don't know, something sketchy about it. I would agree I with mean, that. I mean, power dynamics and shit. But anyway, um, so that was a topic that we talked about for like 10 minutes that <laughs> wasn't even on my list. Um, did you hear the news about Taylor? About the private jet thing? Apparently Tyler, Taylor, Tyler. <gasps> Do you think if Taylor was born a boy, she would have been called Tyler? I have, don't know. I have, don't know? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> For context, <laughs> after the Kylie Jenner the stuff that we yeah. talked about literally last week with the um, yeah. private jet situation. climate criminal, the private jet <laughs> CO2 emissions, criminal. Um, <laughs> some a news article. Sorry, you just keep talking. Did like an in-depth dive into which celebrities' private jets cause the most emissions and are causing the most damage to the environment. And the list came out. And Taylor Swift is at the top of the list. She is number one. I have the numbers. She's um, she's created 8,293.54 tonnes of carbon emissions. Okay, and that, for context, is... A lot. Taylor Swift, uh, a tweet by Bez D. Marx, says, Taylor Swift has emitted more CO2 this year than an average US American does within 550 years. Whack. And more than a person from India in over 4,300 years. That's a lot. <sighs> Look, did I hear this? Yes. Have I since seen people be like, well, it's actually not just Taylor because she rents the plane out? Well, that's what I was going to say. Have I then also since seen people be like, that is irrelevant because at the end of the day, she just fucking owns the plane and it's still emitting carbon. Right. So it's still her responsibility whether she's the one physically in the plane or not. Yeah, I'm torn on that. Yeah. I see both sides. Yeah. I don't know. I see the uh, from both sides now. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where it's kind of like, oh, man, I don't know, I don't know. I, it's 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 it is. Is Taylor Swift specifically doing the wrong thing? Probably, I don't know. But should there? It's like it's like a, I think it's like a symptom of like a bigger problem, which is we just all. F- yeah. Okay, sorry. Well, I'm gonna get. Deep. We all what? Well, I don't. I just we we all just need to like collectively come together and just fucking do something about the climate change. <laughs> well, I saw you two know? tweets underneath that one of them made sense and one of them made me giggle. The one that made me giggle was a, a hardcore Swifty Stan account mm. who posted a picture of Taylor riding a bike, and the the caption said. Um, this was her last week. Can you please delete this article? It's That's clearly not true. so fucking funny. Uh, like, oh it was God. sarcastic and yeah, funny, yeah. but it, it, was, it cracked me up. Um, and the other one was from a, quote-unquote, self-professed travel uh, professional, travel professional. Mm. I don't know if that means travel agent or what. Um, but they basically said, like, you kind of also have to think about the fact that, logistically speaking, Taylor Swift cannot catch a commercial flight. Yeah, yeah. Even with first class plane tickets and shit, she cannot catch a first class. Well, how would she go through an airport, whatever? Blah, how blah, would blah. she go through an airport? How would she go through... Um, I mean, everyone has to walk through first class yeah. on, on a lot of planes. But anyway, yeah. yeah so essentially, uh, I, 
for her safety. Yeah. A private jet is probably the only option. Mm. Um, whether or not celebrities should, like, buddy up and share planes, I don't know. But I do think there's also something to be said that Taylor does rent hers out. Yeah. Well, she doesn't even rent it out. She basically puts it in control of this company that yeah. makes sure makes sure it's always being yeah. Yeah. booked out kind of yeah. thing. Um, so while the carbon emissions are technically under her name, I don't – I'm torn. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, would those people be flying private jets even if it wasn't on her plane? She didn't have a plane? Probably. Probably. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like when you just said, like, before about should celebrities be sharing the plane. I mean, at the end of the day, they're all still using emitting. They're still using it. They're still emitting carbon, whatever. I don't yeah. know. I think uh, – did you see this week the Democratic um, Republic – Are you going to say Demogorgon? No. <laughs> the Democratic <laughs> – Republic of um, the Congo? Of Congo? The Congo? Congo? No, Co- Congo. Congo? Congo, I think. In Africa. Um, they just this week were like, we are selling off our, um, permits to our national park, the national forest, so that, um, oil companies can come in and chop down all the trees and access the oil underneath, um, which is like horrific because it's, I think, oh God, was it the second largest place now in the world that is a carbon sink? So... Getting rid of all of it, like basically, it's carbon negative. It sucks in more carbon than, yeah. Um, so it was, yeah. I don't know. It, like, this is one of those things where it's like, is Taylor Swift's private jet worse than a country getting rid of a carbon sink? Right. Like, and also, is this? What's the statistics? 90% of the world or 85% of the world's um, carbon emissions come from the top 10% companies, like the top 10 companies in the world? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I think I like really got my point mixed up there. I think my point is more like if we're thinking individuals, what can like a single person do? compared to what is the responsibility of nations. corporations and of nations to fix, yeah, like, no, the that problem. Sense. I, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wait, I, I don't no. think I said it very well the no, first did. time, but, yeah, that's what I meant. I just came in with another analogy. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, 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 Alternatively, I don't know that... would Taylor Swift's private jet renting out, could that be classed as a corporation, in which case it is her responsibility to do something, you know, like a company, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, it's probably for the best that she actually rents it out, as opposed to the Jenners and stuff that just yeah fly it because it needs to be flown. Or yeah. those comp- Like, there's airline companies that fly their planes, especially right. during COVID. During COVID, there was still hundreds of flights a day. Yeah. Because they needed to move the planes to keep their uh, yep. booking, yeah, their spot in the um, yep. air travel st- uh, thing, timesheet, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, so, like, do I think there's bigger issues? Yes. Do I think private jets are a problem? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Also, yes. <laughs> They're not mutually um, exclusive. Yeah, and then I think people were really mad underneath because they were like, "Well, what the fuck is not using plastic straws gonna yeah. do?" Yeah. When celebrities. Flying private jets. 
Well, yeah. Like three-hour flights. Yes, So, which kind of speaks back to my terribly articulated point about individual responsibility yeah. versus like a broader cooperation. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing's fascinating. It is, and also dreadfully terrifying. Gee. If you think about it for too long. Like, literally, the um, – oh, God, was it – fuck, I don't even know. I'm totally messing up that, that Congo story. I can't even remember if the president or an ambassador, somebody was like – It's fine. You can talk about it as long as you acknowledge that – I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. You might not have the facts right. Um, But somebody did say it is the, the um, money – Yeah. Like, fixing poverty in our country is more important right. to us than – worrying about climate change, which is why they're selling off the rights. Yeah. So it's not purely evil. Like no, the, no, no, the no. Intentions, I mean, yeah, no, no. I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I can't remember what you said before that. Cause there was a reason. Oh, I think it was just about you, me saying that like these things are super depressing. Right. And they are because they're totally. just like, there's like so much going on mm-hmm. that it's like how, do we even go about fixing this, you know? I do know. Okay, anyway, it's getting deep. Let's move on. It's fine. Everything's fine, guys. Let's go back, <laughs> let's go back to entertainment. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, ugh, should we go into another? No, we won't. We'll save that. Um, okay. Um, okay, so this week's... Did you see... What? No, I'm sorry. Did I see My what? Thing is more important than yours. I didn't mean to sound aggressive. I, we might have talked about this already, but um, did you see Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens went back to the High School Musical place? I saw he did. I didn't know they went together. Well, they well they didn't. We didn't see any pictures of them together, but she posted a oh. TikTok of her also at the high school. And then just yesterday, I saw a TikTok from the oh, it's a pop and lock and dance and break Martha. Let, yeah, Martha, she was also at the high school. So I want to know what's going on. <laughs> I want a reunion, I think a fourth was, movie. Uh, I, I want them in the years. TV series. I want anything that they're willing to give me. I think, oh, it wouldn't have been 20 years. Not yet. 15 was the other day, the other day, the other year. Um, <laughs> um, I think 2006. The High School Musical, out. the musical, the series, season three premiered the other day. I really want them to be being in that. Corbin Blue is. <gasps> Martha was in season one. Lucas Grabeel was in season two. Stop it. I didn't know any of this. I didn't even know there was a season two or yeah. season three. Season two. Season one, they did High School Musical, the, the musical. Iconic. The stage musical. <laughs> in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Right. Um, season two, they did Beauty and the Beast. Ooh, that's weird. And I think there was like a Christmas special. And now they're doing... I actually don't know what they're doing. Is Olivia Rodrigo still in it? Uh, she's a guest star now. Fuck. So either they can't afford her or she doesn't she's have the time. She's too busy, yeah. <laughs> I, I truly think it's just she doesn't have the time. Yeah. But yeah, she is in it. She's just um, not a lead anymore. That's fair. She's a busy gal. She is a busy gal. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Was that all you had to say? That was all I had to say, yeah. Sorry. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I did see in an interview that Zach said that he would return to High School Musical. <sighs> I want it so bad. I just really feel like it would fucking pop off <laughs> a fourth movie. Go off. <laughs> um, I think it would also just be a little bit sad, I think. Why? Because it's a Watching... movie called High School Musical starring adults. Yeah, but it wouldn't be about 
It'd be like they'd be like the parents of the kids. Midlife that were crisis in musical. It wouldn't be about them. They would just be in it. Go off. <laughs> so now they all have to have kids. Yeah, they would all have kids. So you're forcibly impregnating them. Is that what you're saying? Yes, because that's how the how, that's how it works to have kids in high school. <laughs> they could be high school teachers, I suppose. Instead, I or a mix. I hate that trope. That the only way to bring back legacy characters is to make them teachers at the school that the new cast attends. Well, then they have to have Get kids. Get a fresh perspective, Madison. <laughs> come on. What would you do? How would you have it be? A, how, would, how would I have them come oh, back? Oh my god! Oh, would we just all pretend that they were still high school aged? <laughs> I'd make it the fifteen year reunion, the twenty year high school reunion. That's iconic. See, you, Your you can't overthink. Better. You can't overthink. You got to keep it simple. <laughs> And then <laughs> that'd be hilarious. I want that so much. And you've wow. got like the nostalgia and like them coming back together and updating their lives. And I feel like probably the reason why musical I numbers because it's a party is because I immediately just went to it being having to be a kids movie. But your thing's way better. It doesn't need to be a kids movie. It needs. Oh, to well, be... that can still be rated G. That'd be so boring for kids. You want them and rough if fucking in the yeah, I do. I was gonna <laughs> yeah, and if. Don't turn away from the camera. You have to face the camera. It's I shame. Will. Full shame no. when you're talking about high school musical characters fucking raw. <laughs> I have no shame. If I'm going to watch a reunion movie that doesn't have to be for kids, then I want them fucking raw on screen. <laughs> Did I ever tell you? I um. What was I, I? I one of the very first fan fictions I ever read. Iconic <laughs> was a smut fan fiction um, about Troy. And um, I love where this story's going. What's what's Corbin Blue's character's name? Chad. Chad. Between I think. Troy and Chad. Oh my god! And it was like they went from like playing basketball in the backyard to like <laughs> sucking and fucking against. The- I remember there was Gatorade involved. <laughs> Vodka. They had like a vodka Gatorade. And then they were like, mm, I wonder what sex is like. <laughs> wow. Yeah, 12 year old me found that so hot. I mean, it sounds pretty sexy. I think definitely they should bring that in for the fourth movie. Wow, I'm so into that. <laughs> you read it in a fan fiction once and it sat well with you. <laughs> yeah. What's that video? What's that video about? Maddie sent me a, a TikTok the other day that was. um. It was ranking Which the Avengers. Marvel? The original six Avengers um, from least to most homophobic. Which is iconic. It was iconic. And early on, at the beginning of the video, it was like about... Thor and Loki, I think, it was like Thor walked in with Loki kissing a boy and gave a thumbs up and walked out. And the narrator of the video was like, I read that in a fanfic once and it sat well with me, so now it's canon. And And that's now in Maddie's vocabulary. That statement sat well with me, so... (laughs) It's iconic. Yeah. Yeah. that was a, a journey. Mm. It was. Wow, sorry. You can go to your thing now. My thing was just that this week so fucking much content has come out that I can't keep up with it. I feel like I'm drowning in content and I also feel like I'm not um what kind of content? able to participate in it because I'm so well, fucking trying Beyonce to Beyonce released an album, right? <sighs> not only did Beyonce release an album, <laughs> Hayley Kiyoko released a new album. Oh, I love that bitch. Tovlo Tuvelu released a new song. Mm. Maggie Rogers released a new song. Don't know who that Charlie is. Charlie XCX released a new song. Is this the Charlie that everyone's talking about? Someone being cheated on with, and there was a something, and there were 
No, okay. Well, I didn't know if it was Charlie XCX or if it was Charlie D'Amelio TikTok. That's probably Charlie D'Amelio. So it must be if you didn't know anything about it. You probably heard this like on TikTok. It's the... I don't think so. I'm sure I will That's, at some point, though. <laughs> it went viral on TikTok before it was even released. It was pretty iconic. That does um, make sense. And then Rina Sawayama also released a new song this week. So, like, five of the artists I follow released new music this week. Um, Beyonce's new album, Renaissance, is... I adore it. It's, like, intense. It's, like, dance club music. But it's so good. I don't really favorites off of it. Feel, I don't know. I don't really vibe with the dance club music, but it's Beyonce and it's so good. I also haven't it's listened to like... a Beyonce album in like three albums. <gasps> the last one I listened to was the self-titled Beyonce. Beyonce twenty twelve. Yep. I haven't listened to any since then. That album's so fucking good. It is. And then it was Lemonade. I think I think it's only been Lemonade, right? Yeah, and then her and Jay-Z released an album together under the title The Carters. Oh, whack. Um, and then this album, which is actually three albums, it's a three-act album. Jesus. Um, That's overwhelming. I love it. It's really, really good. I mean, I've, I also adore Self-Titled and Lemonade. Um, I adore all her music. What am I going on about? <laughs> but this new one is really, really fun, and it's very different for her, and... Um, it's still obviously got those pop influences and the choruses are everything you want them to be and more. I think one of my favourite things about Beyonce is she's just like, no, I won't do any marketing. Yeah. And that's that. <laughs> I refuse. It's Everyone iconic. will just listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. When I have six songs on the album that are my favourites, mm-hmm. you know it's a good album. So mm. I've added six songs from the album onto my daily playlist. Wow. Which means I like a lot of the album, which is impressive. So Cozy, Alien Superstar, Cuff It, Move, America Has a Problem, and <laughs> Summer Renaissance are my faves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from Hayley Kiriko's Panorama, mm-hmm. a lot of the songs are really good. And I really love the album because it's an upbeat album. Mm-hmm. There's not really any like slow ballads on the album, which I love. But Sugar at the Bottom and Panorama are my faves. Um, so not just music this week. Yeah. Also a trillion shows have come out. Have they? Yeah. So the reality show Hunted Australia. I don't know what that is, but it sounds iconic. Have you not heard about that? It's like the number no. one new show in Australia. What a vibe. Me being Channel 10 spokesperson. <laughs> um, literally the only Australian shows I watch, apart from Big Brother, are on Channel 10. That's a fun fact for you. <laughs> Nick is a Channel 10 slut. I'm a Channel 10 stan. Please sponsor us. <laughs> I, every single week I watch Have You Been Paying Attention on Mondays. Do you really? I love it. Um, cheap Seats on Tuesdays, which I adore. And now Hunted three times a week. But I don't watch it on the night of. Do you know what we watch religiously in our house? And if I had to say it would not be the case, is when I get home, there's this specific car show that's always playing. I don't, I don't know what it's called. There's these two British dudes. They buy old cars and they do them up. I don't. 
always is always on for some reason. Like even when we have dinner, mm. Dad will have it turned on, and it's it's rude. Fun. I know it's gross. And then immediately after that, it's um three out of ten cats. I think that's on a different channel. But then Mackenzie and Dad also love that. That's the British so, one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, it is kind of funny. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one I. I I'm okay with. Mum hates it though. <laughs> every time, every time it finishes, she's like, oh, "I don't like that show." And Dad's like, "Oh, we don't have to watch it then." Next night, it's always on. Fascinating. Mm. Anyway, that wasn't the right one. <laughs> Back to my original point. This right, week, sorry. I had to watch. I interrupted. My normal weekly shows, which are. Um, have you been All paying attention? Those. Cheap seats, hunted. Um, dr- when I tell you there's so much drag race on at the moment, well, actually, just yesterday, just yesterday was the not yesterday, the day before Friday was the season finale of All Stars Seven All Winners. Uh huh. Um, so in 24 hours, RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars Seven All Winners season and the finale aired, the mm-hmm. Untucked aired, mm-hmm. Canada's Drag Race aired. Mm-hmm. Drag Race France aired, mm-hmm. and then yesterday, uh, Drag Race Down Under Season 2, Episode 1 aired. That's a lot of episodes. That's five episodes of Drag Race in 24 hours. That doesn't... That's a lot of money. Four franchises, the five episodes. RuPaul. Ru's only the host of two of those. Oh, that makes sense. Um, And then in, like, I think three weeks, Secret Celebrity Drag Race starts again. It's like the Masked Singer, but they're in drag instead of costume. <laughs> Do you know how... Something gets really popular and the people who own it are like, oh my God, obviously we need to be making more of that. Is this just going to be a lukewarm take on oversaturation? Yes. But by the time <laughs> they get around to making more of that, everyone's like, oh, but I'm kind of sick of it. But then the corporation is already making so much of it. Mm-hmm. E.g. I'm thinking Marvel. Drag Race is another example of that. I don't like no, it. No, I always hold Marvel and Drag Race onto the same level. Of what? Of oversaturation. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not. <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> but no, I'm serious. You know, they always like five years too late for the amount of content we want to see. Interesting. I actually think Drag Race is in its prime. Really? Marvel, I think you're maybe not wrong, but I feel like as it gets closer towards the Avengers movies and the. Oh, well, we got to talk about that, don't we? I don't want to. We will. We'll talk about all it. The I have movies it out. they announced. But anyway, back to the shows. So I had all that drag race. I had Hunted. I had the two channel turn show, three channel turn shows. Um, and then this week, Paper Girls came out, which I really want to watch on Amazon Prime because it's like a supernatural um, uh, teen girl superhero show, which mm-hmm. I obviously want to support. Um, Pretty Little Liars Original Sin started. <laughs> the first three episodes of that came out, which is the HBO sequel series. When I tell you I was shooketh and gagged, <laughs> I watched the first episode. Oh, my God. Um, which, for context, I never watched the last two seasons of the original show because they, like, did a five-year flash forward and I was not interested. Yeah. Because guess what they did? I don't want to know. They did the low-hanging fruit of half of them are teachers at the school, and that's why they're back in town <laughs> five years later. Anyway, um, the new series is really fucking fun. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So essentially they said, let's do Euphoria, but with a serial killer. And I love it. <laughs> There's been, in the first episode, there was penis. 
Wait, sorry. I wasn't really listening for a lot of that. That's really mean. You need to be checked in <laughs> when we record. Were the original actresses in it or is no, this new characters? It's a new town, new characters. Oh, okay. No no returning characters, which I think is the, for the best because I've tried. There's like three other spinoffs that didn't work because they tried to tie it closely to the original series. Mm. So this has nothing to do with the original series. It just has the same name. Um, It has a different name. Original Sin. But it's just in the same universe then. It's in the same universe, but it's completely different characters, yes. Um, that doesn't make any sense. Why? Well, just make it its own show. It is its own show. You mean it's a different title unrelated. don't make it part of the franchise? Yeah. I, I think it would still be considered too close in premise to the original. Oh, really? Well, it's about five friends. I don't know if one of them dies, but... And a, a, a slasher, killer in town... Not that we really ever saw a kill very often in the original. But anyway, this one's like straight up A is killing people, slashing their throats. That's iconic. Um, it's quite gory. There's penises in locker rooms. Love a peony. Um, I don't know why I said peony. <laughs> I don't either. Anyway. Um, it just came out. The, uh, the first episode includes a scene in which one of the characters has to do community service uh, every week. Mm-hmm. Um and and she goes to get the help of the the officer the police officer, who's in charge of it. Mm. And she goes up to the police car, and he's got this filthy look on his face. And then one of the teen boys, who's an underage boy, picks his head up from giving him roadhead. Iconic. So she sees that. So that's like a whole thing. Anyway, so but basically what I'm saying is this new Pretty Little Lies is crazy and intense and it's one of those shows like euphoria where i kind of think they should have just set it in college mm. so that we don't have to deal with like teen nudity again because mm. uncomfortable i mean it's fictional teens they're all adults obviously but you know what i mean yeah yeah just make it still the vibes it makes it a lot easier for yeah. people to handle um what else came out this week the rehearsal i'm watching every week with nathan fielder no no <clears throat> it's iconic <laughs> Um, the new episode of Blackbird came out. I had to watch that. That was iconic. Do you know what I did watch? I watched the first episode of For All Mankind and it turns out that I didn't vibe with it. Yeah, I've just heard it's quite boring. It was quite boring, mm. which is devastating because I really thought it was going to be great, but it wasn't. Mm. So, And then I moved on to the dinosaur show, mm. which is not boring. It's amazing. It's life-changing. Mm. In fact, the greatest show of all time. Go off, King. One might say. I wouldn't. Um, uh, I would. <laughs> what else? What was, 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 Oh, and then the other big thing this week was that Neighbours officially ended, ended. this week. Yes. So, Carly Minogue was in it and said five words. I know. I saw the clip. It was so yes, funny. Yeah, so funny. Um, <laughs> for context, Neighbours is a soap opera that aired nightly for the last 37 years. Um, That's a lot of years. And it, the UK broadcaster dropped out of airing it. So basically they were like, well, Australian viewership is lower than the UK viewership, so uh-huh. we can't really keep doing it. It doesn't make sense. It was cancelled, and they brought back all of the characters that um, whose careers were kind of launched by the show yeah. over the years, which includes like Kylie Minogue, Guy Pearce, Margot Robbie. Yeah. And they didn't bring back Liam or Chris Hemsworth, whichever one it was. Um, I think it was Chris that was in it. No idea. Um, But this show that I've maybe watched two episodes of in my lifetime Mm -hmm. I have no attachment to I was still kind of emotional about the fact that it was ending well I think it's like it's like same 
as Home and Away. It's just one of those well, things no, that no, I don't vibe with Home and Away. I mean, me either. I don't vibe with Neighbours. I think it's just one of those things <laughs> that is like it's just kind of always been there. It's all and that's longer than we've been alive. So it like literally since we were born, every fucking night this show has been yeah. on. And even though Australians don't really watch those shows, yeah. we all still like collectively just like embrace that it's a thing. Yeah, that is. Here for I, us, yeah, and know? I also think that there's this thing being an Australian export. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like every night you see it on TV or whatever growing up. Yeah. And it's Australians on TV, which is cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was, I, I, I always had more of an attachment to Neighbours than Home and Away because Home and I Away kind of feels with that. ridiculous. And like they're always trying too hard to be like hip and cool. I would, I would agree with that. But genuinely what I remember of like watching those shows when I was younger, I genuinely could not tell you which one was which. Like, was I watching yeah. Neighbours? Was I watching Home and Away? I don't fucking, I have no idea. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. I, I remember the two episodes I've ever watched of Neighbours were when Caitlin Stacy was on. Um, and that's because I had a crush on her. After, um, me. or before she, I, maybe she was announced as being Ellie in Tomorrow When the War Began movie. Oh, I love that bitch. Um, I remember this plot this is like one of the only things i remember from this show i have no idea how much i watched of it was there was i think it was a character again i don't even know what show it was but i i feel like she was really young and i remember her like giving birth in a bush and i was like what in a bush in a bush like yeah in a bush yeah in a bush in a, in a bush title of app in a bush <laughs> um i don't know but i um have you been paying attention they did it in a neighbor's segment last week uh, did because they? it was ending and um, one of the clips was Kylie Minogue giving birth on a boat on the River Thames. That's insane. That's not what it was, but that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> that's not it? No, that's definitely that's not, not it. it. No. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, so I don't know why. why yeah, weird. I mean, we've unpacked why, I guess, but it's weird that I, it I is feel too emotional about it ending. Well, it's weird that we have an attachment to a show that we've literally like never, never watched. watched. Yeah. It's personal drinks under roof. <laughs> in the roof under roof okay we're gonna start wrapping up very soon okay um but i do have more to yeah, talk you're about gonna get in trouble <laughs> yeah, whatever um so all that new music all the new tv content mm-hmm. fucking insane that's a lot um everyone's coming out of their covid era everyone's coming out did you see this week the um no Footage of it was like the anniversary of One Direction forming. I did, and um, the X Factor released footage so of so fucking funny. The judges actually putting together the yes. team. I'll try and link the video I, below if I yeah. remember. I sent it to you. I think so. You should have it. <sighs> yes. Anyway, um, essentially, I think Nicole Scherzinger posted it. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny. The fact that even Channel Four or whatever channel in in the UK aired it was like, let's knock Liam Payne down a peg. Yeah, it's really true. <laughs> because it was truly not formed around no, Liam. It was formed no. around... Um, uh, I'm pretty sure Niall went first. It was Niall or Louis. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those Niall. two were I top two. Because was, he was quote-unquote cute. Yeah. And then it was um, Liam. To be Harry. fair... No, and then Zane and then Harry. No, it was Harry and then Zane. Oh. <laughs> I watched it too But closely. to be fair, yes. She did say at no, one point... it was point, Simon. Oh, one of them said at one point, pointed to Liam's photo and said he should be the, or he could be the lead man or something like yeah. that. 
I do not know how that has been blown out of proportion to Liam. Yeah. For the group to have been formed around him, but that, like, didn't know. It didn't yeah. happen. Well, I would also say that they were forming multiple groups in that, and then they yeah, got the one that worked. Yeah. Um, and it just so happened that, that Simon was like, oh, I also have to use Liam because I made a promise to him. Yeah. Um, let's just put him in this one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not even like... Yeah. They put him in the one that they thought would be a success. Yeah. They just knew they had to put him in a group, whether or not it got made, you know? It's really, really true. They just kind of ended up being a bit lucky. Yeah. Um, So that was absolutely hilarious. It was hilarious. It was so funny. I don't know what – there's, like, a trend going on on social media. I don't know what it is, but um, they're, like – I'm trying to think of something controversial. Taylor Swift, well, okay, Kim Kardashian said something problematic, so I blocked Liam Payne. Have you seen that? No. Every time something happens, they're like, this new show came out, so I blocked Liam Payne. It's, I think it's just a joke about having like, like the it. most minor excuse ever to block Liam Payne because no one likes Liam Payne. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but look it up on social media. I swear it's a thing. That's so weird. <laughs> Um, I mean, I vibe with it, but just block him, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, happy 10-year One Direction anniversary. 15? Uh, 15? 12. This is only 12 years. 2010 they formed, so I have no idea why this year was special, but weird. Nicole Scherzinger, explain. I honestly think they were just like, well, wait a second. Liam said some shit. Let me just set the record straight. <laughs> Which is iconic. It is iconic. Um, I'll do one more piece of info that um Oh no, okay, let's 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 <sighs> wrap up. No. Oh. Let's talk about I just wanna there's not really much to talk about in this, but I just wanna mention it. The fact that um MGM, the, the movie studio, now owned by Amazon, actually. Wow. Uh lost <laughs> the rights to the Tomb Raider movies. Oh. So I'm fucking devastated. Because it means one, Alicia Vikander is no longer being going to be Lara Croft. That's devastating because I vibed with her. I, as she Lara was so Croft. good. She was um, so good. No one liked that film, but I, I like love it, it. It wasn't great, obviously, I but love it was. It. I liked it. It's just missing the middle. It kind of starts and ends, but it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. I love it because they tried to base this this movie series on the 2013 rebooted games, oh. which I fucking adore. Right. Actually, you would also adore. One of these days, I'm going to get you to. Be a gamer. Play a game. Because there's so many games that you would love because they're, like, historically... That's long- fair. It's, like, it's fun, historical or mythological long-form storytelling, essentially. Yeah. Um, which is dope. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so now they're going to reboot the Tomb Raider series, film series. Yeah, I think they're going to stick closer to the 2013 reboot game, which I'm excited for. Why did they lose the rights? How does that happen? Uh, basically, they, they had to greenlight a sequel. They had to greenlight, not just a sequel, they had to greenlight any Tomb Raider movie right. within a certain amount of years or they lost the rights because right. legally a property can't just be sitting there collecting dust. Yeah, right. It has to be used, otherwise they lose the rights. Um, and MGM, essentially, I don't know if it just slipped under their radar or what, but they didn't end up greenlighting the sequel on time. And um, oh. the reason I'm most devastated, apart from Alicia Vikander not being Lara anymore, is that the person who was writing and directing the next movie was Misha Green, who was the co- uh, the showrunner of um, 
and creator of Lovecraft Country. Uh, which I've talked about a bunch on the show. You have. It's a phenomenal show with phenomenal acting and phenomenal world building. And I was just very excited for her take on. That's fair. An IP like this, you know. Mm. Um, have you ever seen the Angelina Jolie ones? Not since I was a kid. They are whack. Yeah, they're, they're camp. <laughs> they are camp. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there's like a scene with Daniel Craig in a towel or something. Maybe. I'm not sure. I've only watched them once and it was, it was a couple of years ago. But they were, I just mostly remember them being, yeah, they, no, they, the, were, they had um, Charlie's Angels vibes. Yeah. The ones with yes. Drew Barrymore. And, yeah, yeah. The 2013 rebooted games are much more grounded, but they have more fantastical elements. Yeah, that's fair. It's, it's like, really spoiling it like the they go to an island that's actually like protected by oh yeah uh yamatai and it's actually protected by like a japanese goddess right okay which is kind of the same but it's not like she's not like wielding magic or anything but there are those fantastical elements which i think is why i like it so much um yeah which is why i was really torn in the new the 2018 movie Mm. when they did kind of have the curse of um, Yamatai, and uh, it turned out it was actually just a virus, like a yeah. A See, disease. I really vibed with that, but I've never played the games. Well, in the moment, I vibed with that, but the more I thought about it, I was like thinking about the sequels. It's a trilogy yeah, of games, right. and um, they kind of have unavoidable yeah fantasy elements, right? Yeah, well, that's yeah, fair. fantasy elements. Um, for example, quite literally, in the second game, you meet Jesus. He's, Iconic. He's a. It's like heavily implied he's Jesus. It's an immortal right guy, who um. I think it's in Siberia. Uh, the second game is a masterpiece. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but it's a masterpiece. Anyway, um. So yeah, I'm. That's sad. Conflicted about this news. And that's all. I mean, I just get really shitty when things get remade so many times in yeah. such a short like period. Actually, yeah, I feel like a TV show, Tomb Raider TV show could work. I'd watch that. A premium drama, like 10, 8 or 10 episodes. Yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch that, for sure. Ooh, maybe mm. we should pitch that. <laughs> okay. Because apparently studios are going wild bidding over yeah, the property. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, who wouldn't? I Can think, MGM get it again? Or are they just like... Oh, I think they're barred from this round of oh. bidding. Let's do a quick review of The Grey Man. Okay. Because I said I had a lot to say, but then it turns out I don't really have. I have more to say on Drag Race Down Under and Not Okay than I have to say on The Grey Man. Where did I write okay. about The Grey Man? Yeah. Okay. Did I like the movie? Yes. Was it good? <clears throat> no. <laughs> Spoiler alert for The Grey Man on Netflix. <sighs> I feel like it's when I saw an article a couple of weeks ago, which was what made me want to watch this movie, where it was like The Grey Man is an exercise in trying to figure out whether or not a movie, an action movie, has to have anything deep to say whether or not it can just be an action movie. Interesting. Which is, yes, very interesting. I think this was just an action movie. It didn't have yeah, anything well, deep to say. That's exactly Oh, I thought right. you were trying to say that the article was like, it tried no. to say something, but it didn't? No. The article oh, okay. was like it had absolutely nothing to say. It was just cool and had good action. And is that enough for a movie to have these days? Well, typically, I'm fine with that. I mean, I feel like it was good enough. I didn't really like it. I meant the action. Oh, the action was good. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, I don't even agree with that. 
I felt like some of the scenes were quite good. There were some interesting camera choices that I vibed with. Um, that's it. <laughs> that's okay. it. But it well, had nothing, like, even when it, it tried, to... not tried, sorry, I'm speaking no. over you. Um, even, like, when it tried, that... Trying to, attempted to, didn't really care about. It was hard to tell about the emotional connection between Ryan Gosling and the little girl. Yeah, that was a stretch. It was a stretch. Like I know. The connection there was... It was thin. Threadbare. It really, really, really was. They absolutely did the bare minimum, characterization-wise. Yeah. Um. No. Okay, so for the action part, had the action have been good, had the action been good... Um, I think I would have been more into the film. Um, I enjoyed it. But it really lost me in the first two action scenes because the first action scene was the fireworks one. Oh, yeah. Where it was just colour vomit. It was overwhelming. Light vomit on screen. It was like playing a fucking Kingdom Hearts game. I think they got so caught up in trying to do something different that they didn't really think about whether or not they should. (laughs) It was impossible to follow. The lighting was fucked because it was the fireworks and shit and it was just... For me, it was a mess. It was just colours vomiting on screen. Yeah. Um, and it was impossible to follow because there was so much going on, which I don't think it necessarily needed. Mm. They could have just been doing fireworks in the sky. They didn't need mm. to be having them exploding around them. Yeah. Um, and then the second action scene was the fight on the plane. Oh, yeah. And the fight on the plane was so physically dark. And um, then halfway through, they filled it with smoke. Yeah. So also it was you red. couldn't see yeah. anything that was happening. Yeah. So for the first two fight scenes, you didn't actually get to see any of the fighting really. Yeah. Um, and I think that turned me off straight away. That's fair. I will say I was really, I was enjoying it. I was sitting, I was like, oh my God, I'm vibing with this. This is kind of cool, you know. And then it got to the scene where um, Ryan Gosling and... Mr. Ar- Evans? Anna de Armas. Anna de Armas. We're in with Australian the, accents, it doesn't work, does it? Oh no, it doesn't. With the in the apartment mm. with the lady who was dying, and I was like, "Wow, the lady who was dying." You, yeah, the lady who they sent the, the information to. Oh yes, um, I follow Alfred. Were, and, yeah, and they were going to pick her up, pick up the information. Yep, anyway, yep, yep. I got to that point, and I was like, "Wow, this movie is really long. I wonder how long there is to go." I pressed pause. I was one fucking hour in. I was one hour in. There was still a whole hour to go. Yeah. I was like, "How this is not possible? Yeah. It has been 180 minutes. It has not only been 60 minutes." At that point, I was like, "Okay, this movie sucks." <laughs> yeah. Well, my other my other big complaint was just that structurally, it was all over the place with the flashbacks. That genuinely felt that. like that was supposed to be the climax of the film. That it was a mess, it wasn't. structurally, yeah. It wasn't. It was so It was weird. like Uncharted starting with a... Um, it was! With, with a, a, a flash it was. back and then a flash forward to another flashback and then a flash forward to the present day, and whatever it was. They actually did do a flashback, like, at 45 well, minutes in this film. Well, they kept flashing back multiple times to different scenarios. And I'm did like, they? Because I feel like that was the only flashback. No, they flashed back to why he... Oh, they knows started. the girl. Yeah, exactly. That's they, what I meant. Then later in the film, they flashed back to um, Alfred Woodard's character, them talking about stuff in the office. Wasn't that at the beginning of the film? No, that I, wasn't. No, they did. That was a flashback. Oh, and they did start um, back in time at the beginning of the film too. And they started back in time at the beginning of the film with the interrogation. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't vibe with that. My hot take, which isn't a very hot take, is if you have to be 
displaying the location yes. name or time frame on screen every five minutes, yeah, you're doing too much. I totally agree with that. If you, or even like even flashbacks, there are not very many cases in which I would say that they are necessary. Necessary, yeah. And if you feel like you have to put it in, it's just because you're not telling your story. And it right. very much feels like exposition instead yeah. of instead yep. of showing us, you're telling us. Yeah, exactly. You're saying we can't exactly. show you that they have an emotional connection, so we're going to just show you. Yeah, that he protected her. Yeah. as her bodyguard for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And which again, feels like cheap. Bare minimum, actual making an emotional connection there. Yeah. Um, wild. Which is fascinating. But yeah, I think structurally it was a bit of a mess. The it, first two yeah. fight scenes really turned me off, but the fight scenes did get exponentially better. Yes. Like that's the final fair. fight scene, I'm really stoked if they stripped it back to just a yeah. uh, knife fight. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, I could have done without so much screen time for... Um, the corrupt director and his underling, um, Jessica Henwick's character. That's fair. I feel like we didn't need that much. But then I understood why, because they're building a franchise. They're doing a spin-off oh. TV series, and they've greenlit a sequel. Oh. And it's like, Netflix, did you not learn anything from the fact that you just spent $200 million on this movie? And it's not even the, the highest-viewed movie of your Netflix originals? Anyway, I, don't, I just don't think they want to lose Ryan Gosling and stuff. high. Because they have star power there. Yeah. It was definitely a very, very, very... Um, you could tell that it had a high budget, the movie. Not sure it was spent very well, but... Should I... I only have, like, ten notes. Should I just quickly... Ten left? No, no, ten notes on the movie. Oh, yeah, go for it. I just do, like, one cent. Okay, so my first note was that the dialogue is cringe mm. in that it's just spy jargon and new names of people. Pretty much. And I will also say that there was really not that much dialogue in general. <laughs> so yeah, it's, probably. It, like, because Ryan Gosling so hardly ever spoke. There, like, yeah, when yeah. It, yeah, you kind of expected it to be a bit deeper. Also, full credit to all the actors. They did their best. They did do their best. I think best. especially Chris Evans had the toughest job because of the dialogue that he had to yeah. speak. But he, he kind of sold it. Uh, well. <sighs> I think he did his best. I was vibing with the slight manic, crazy personality thing yeah, that he, he had going. Yeah, he was playing like a slutty villain and that was hot. It was hot. It um, was hot. So really what we're saying is My favourite piece of dialogue in the film wrong. was at the beginning after he first betrays mm. the CIA or whoever it is um, and he calls up his mentor guy mm-hmm. and he's like, you need to get me out of here. Mm-hmm. And the mentor guy says, there's an airfield near Shanghai. Go there. <laughs> and I stopped to think and I thought, which airfield? Yeah, that's not very specific. That's not very specific. <laughs> I, so I Googled it. There's a lot of airports in Shanghai. Iconic that you Googled it. <laughs> um, so that's the type of dialogue you're getting in this film. There's an airport. It's Go deep. there. It's not descriptive. Where or anything. Um, the, the CIA director guy that was corrupt mm-hmm. by the Bridgerton guy, mm-hmm. he kept hitting things. I think in the first half hour he hit or threw five things. Iconic. You remember them? Anger issues. Like there was, was a milk. All, yeah. There was a milk thing against a glass, which was a vibe the first time he did it. And then after So then that, in the first half hour, he does it five more times and then it's never again. Mm. Um, yeah. Why did they introduce six locations in 20 minutes? Mm. The action scenes are too much. Mm. They're impossible to follow. The Chris Evans line when he's talking about trying to find Ryan Gosling's character and he's like, I will find everyone he loves and um, exploit them to get what I want, essentially. Mm. And he says the line, 
I'll find every man or woman he's ever slept with. That was so funny. And I said, work queen. Slay the house down, boots mama. Inclusivity or nothing. Chris Evans said gay rights. So I found funny. that so iconic. It was pretty iconic. Um, and honestly, Chris Evans' villain vibes were very much like bisexual slutty. They they were. Hot. Not to say that all bisexuals are slutty, because that's a trope. No. I mean, His he just happened to be yeah. willing to fuck anyone, it felt like. I, mm, it's true. And he had the little. The, oof, the, the, the porn mustache. The porn stash. It was intriguing. Um, it was a lot. I. He wore a lot of tight pants as well, which you'd think shirts, we'd be over after having watched that for 10 years in the MCU, yeah. but I wasn't over it. I was still vibing with it. it. So you know, the other day I found out that he has a different Captain America suit in every movie. I did already know like that. all 10? Yeah. Well, that's a bit much. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I audibly laughed out loud mm-hmm. when Ryan Gosling fell through a trap door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That was comedic as fuck. <laughs> he's standing there and the photographer's going, just move forward a little bit. Just a little bit. And he's going, okay. And then that, like the Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. car music was playing in the background. And then he falls through a trap door. Yeah. Iconic. 11 out of 10. Favorite part of the movie. <laughs> um, I would, And then my final note is that I would watch a, I'd watch a sequel, but I would never rewatch this. I would never sit down and watch it for like a movie night. I'd never like make popcorn and show it to everyone and it would be an event. Mm. I 100% would put it on while I was like writing or working. It's mm. just like background noise. Interesting. Because, like, you don't need to focus on it. <laughs> you can just kind of, like, look up and be like, oh, yep, the same thing that's happening is happening that was happening 40 minutes ago. Interesting. So. Okay. Yeah. And that's out on that. I, I've been shitting on it, but I didn't. I did not enjoy it. It was, was entertaining really enough. There was just nothing that really sold me on why it should exist. That's fair. That's really fair. I think Anthony and Joe Russo, I said their names. Yeah. It was the same writers as all of their Marvel movies too. Really? So Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Well, see, so I I think that they hit their peak with the Winter Soldier and then they were like, oh, my God, we are gods. We are the best action yeah. directors and writers that have ever existed because the Winter Soldier was so good and that every movie since then has not been as good. <laughs> I mean, I think it's genuinely impressive what they did with Civil War and the two Avengers movies. The way that they were able to balance that many characters and stories. That's fair. Um, That's fair. I do think they are very capable. I just think they were trying to replicate the epicness of Avengers with a this movie kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I also think it turns out, unless they have established characters, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely don't really... They can't write a character from scratch. No. And this is based on a book series, The Grey Man Was. Oof. That's embarrassing. Because Stephen Marcus and Christopher McFeely also wrote Narnia. The first Narnia. Really? Wow. Which I wrote a book report on. Did you? I did, and I got a solid B. <laughs> modern nice. history. You modern. had to pick a piece of media that was about something in modern history, so I went, Interesting. I know, I'll make it entertaining and do Narnia's first opening section set in World War Two. Interesting. The family having to like leave their family mm. behind and stuff. Anyway, it turns out the um, historical accuracy was not... <laughs> there? There. <laughs> anyway. Okay. All right. So, let's wrap what it the up. fuck of the weeks? Oh, fuck. 
Oh, I don't have it. My what the fuck of the week this week is that I purchased. Do you remember when there was that iTunes sale? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I bought right. a bunch of movies and I, and I and I purchased. Oh no, this is not anything to do with that. Everything Everywhere All at Once came out on digital <laughs> before it came out on physical disc editions, right? Right. Um, and I purchased Everything Everywhere All at Once on iTunes because I wanted to watch it with my family. Yeah. At the time, it was not released in 4K, mm-hmm. but I thought, I guess that's okay. When it comes out on 4K oh physical disc, it'll come out on iTunes. It'll They'll update the iTunes to have a 4K version. To my disgust, shock and awe, there has still been... No update to add 4K, oh. everything ever, all at once to iTunes. I've been waiting months. Months. I'm this close to going Karen and emailing Apple. <laughs> the fact that I paid that much. Are they selling a version with 4K and you just haven't gotten? Or is there just no 4K version at all? No. So iTunes gives free upgrades to 4K if you purchase the film. So mm, even right. if it's not at the time. Um so, yeah, you can buy the 4K disc edition. Right. So it exists. Um, they've just, for some reason, not updated the digital edition to have 4K. I have a follow-up question. Do you think that you can genuinely tell the difference between 4K and whatever the one is underneath that? Jenny? HD. Whatever Jenny. it is. Yeah. I do. Yes, you can tell. Do you really think that, though? I do really think that. I think that once you go over 4K, so right now they're selling TVs that are like 8K, one, no content is in 8K, so it's pointless, but they're selling DVD players and TVs that are in 8K at the moment, and um, the human eye can't actually determine a difference between 4 and 8K, like 6 and 8K, whatever it is. Um, 4K, though, yes, there is. It's four times clearer than 1080p. I just don't think it is. Really? Yeah. Are you When you watch 4K content, are you sure you're watching it on a 4K TV? No. Well, that's probably why. <laughs> You have to have a 4K television. Mm, maybe. You can tell the difference, trust me. Okay. There's a big difference. Anyway. My what the fuck this week is Nicholas thinking that that matters. It does matter. <laughs> it wouldn't be a thing if it didn't matter. That's still my thing. The difference between... Standard definition DVDs and Blu-rays was big enough that Blu-rays became the standard. I don't think it really was, though. I personally wouldn't say. You're fucking delusional. (laughs) I just obviously don't watch my movies close enough. You are delusional. (laughs) And now 4Ks are becoming the standard, so. Mm, I just buy whatever's cheapest that's not standard definition. So it's the standard. Standard, you can tell because it's blurry. No, I mean, it's the standard right now is to get the Blu-ray 1080p copy, the uh, HD version. Yeah, I guess then. Yeah, so I'm I suppose. Fucking right. But I also wouldn't really say that there was, like, a difference, like, if I looked at, like... Yeah, if you're watching on your phone, maybe. But I still think you can tell the difference. Anyway, you're dumb. Um, <laughs> if you want to follow the podcast, you can. <laughs> at WTFIH Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. All links down below as usual. You can follow Maddie at LadyAlice101 on... Instagram and YouTube. Oh, I was watching one of your videos the other day, um, listening cute. in the background, and I couldn't. I had a question and I couldn't remember what it was. Anyway, that's fair. I wouldn't um, know the answer anymore. Anyway, the, the the yeah. If you want to follow Maddie's business, you can at Harness Creation oh, yeah. on cute. Instagram and Facebook. HarnessCreation.com.au. Mm-hmm. 
if you're in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Iconic <laughs> podcast recording studio. I mean, feel free to follow even if you're not in Brisbane, to be honest. Well, yeah, obviously, but I mean, I'm a slut spend forward. money here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, oh, and if you want to follow me, NIC underscore sushi on TikTok and Twitter. Cute. That's it. I got a wee, so let's wrap this up. Thanks, Thanks so much, much for listening, listening to, to What the, the Fuck is Happening, the podcast. podcast. Bye. <laughs>want flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out united healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com